So I saw this conspiracy theory. Finland doesn't exist. Is it really a conspiracy theory? Because I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's on um, it's on Business Insider. If you, if you want to look it up. Well, well, yeah, but Business Insider is not saying that it, this is for this is true. Well, I'm I'm going to read all the website real quick. It says this theory evolved on Reddit in 2015 when a user called Ragans Ragans I don't know suggested that Finland was a fabricated landmass dreamed up by the Japanese and Soviet Union during the Cold War in effort to secure fishing rights in the Baltic Sea. Why does Japan have anything to do with it? At all, right? They're like, not near it. No, they're nowhere near it. It's also fucking Reddit. Well, yeah, so that's that's a conspiracy theory. Finland doesn't exist. Have you ever seen, like, pictures and videos from Finland? It is beautiful up there. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful, and it also got fucked a bunch of times. Well, yeah, you know, Europe. It happens. Mostly, mostly Russia. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was another one I wanted to show you. Where is it? Oh. This one makes a little sense. Not a lot, but a little bit. Queen Elizabeth I was a man. No, well, wasn't she one of Henry VIII's daughters? Hear me out. This is what the conspiracy theory says. Some believe that Queen Elizabeth I died as a child to prevent the end of the royal line was replaced with a young boy. This theory is said to explain why the ruler remained chaste throughout her reign. Hmm. I can see, I can see the royal family pulling some shit like that. What line is she from? Tudor, right? I think so. So she'd be the last Tudor. Yeah. But why would they make him look like a girl? Why would they just say this is a man? I don't know. So that one doesn't make sense to me because if it was a guy, then they should be all the happier. Right. Like you, you know, you you expand that bloodline, but it's like instead of letting it die out. Well, that's the thing. Like you really think about it, even back in the day, like it makes the fellas wonder. Like 10% 10% of me thinks that actually probably could have happened. The other 90% of me thinks it's just utter bullshit, but it's curious to think about. I don't think it happened. I mean, like I said, the royal family's done some shady shit. The current one. Uh, it's been going on pretty long. Well, what I mean, they, like, the royal family, I mean... I do think they got all those wars back in the Dark Ages and whatnot, because they wanted everything. Yeah, and they're all fucking related. Right. Right. A lot of inbreeding going on, too. I can make another joke about that, but it was so inappropriate. Anyways. We could have other conspiracy theories about this one, too, like, obviously, but there are less conspiracy theories now because we have pictures of... What's his name? Duke or Prince Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, with Jeffrey Epstein and a bunch of little girls. And they don't even want to address it. All right, well, that just got dark. Uh, on to the next one. Okay. This is the funniest and coolest one I found. When I found this last night, I was laughing my ass off. Okay. The Israeli government has a pack of evil GPS-equipped sharks that they use against their enemies. Who are they fighting in the water, though? And there really aren't many sharks in the Mediterranean. I mean, there are. There are. Well, hear this. After a series of shark attacks off the coast of Egypt in 2010, a South uh, Sinali officer, official, blamed Israel's government. From there, theories spread online. Israel was accused of possessing a fleet of killer arrow-armed spy dolphins and a pack (laughs) of sharks. (laughs) <laughs> systems that were sent to Egypt with an evil master plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> What's the evil master plan of sending a fleet of killer GPS track sharks and dolphins? I don't know. Why wouldn't you send the, the killer dolphins to Japan? That's that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to get back at somebody. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I gotta tell you this because it's funny. <laughs> A little bit like right as I got home, Marty called me and he was at, you know, we're talking. I'm like, yeah, we're doing a podcast tonight. And he's like, oh, what's it about? And I'm like, oh, some conspiracies, some what else, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, but dude, before you go, I got to tell you the craziest one. And I told him that. He goes, people actually fucking believe that? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, if it's on Business Insider, I'm pretty sure there's a good amount of people that believe in that. And he's Probably. Like, oh. Yeah. That's... And he's like, what the hell, dude? Like, is it? Is a doomsday clock coming? Because I can't even like wrap my brain around that. So I'm going to just play devil's advocate and say that it's true. But I'm trying to figure out the benefit here to Israel. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they just want to be cooler than us. I don't know. But what? Okay, number one, I want to know what that master plan was to go to Egypt. Yeah, I don't know why like they're pissed off about that. Like That was like a thousand years ago. Chill the fuck out. Also, Israel can take Egypt. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, like, and they share a border. So they don't want to start a war because they don't want to be imperialistic or anything or just go fuck somebody up. So they're going to send dolphins and sharks that can only do things from the water, which is not most of Egypt. Well, and that's like the thing. Like, what, are they just going to wait for everybody to go swimming and let them loose? And then do what? Like, do you just keep doing that, or like, what, like, what's like, what's because they're going to keep going in the water if there's fucking yeah, like I guess psycho like, killer sharks. Well, at the beach, I guess I don't know. Do they have lasers? Do they I, have freaking lasers? I did not see anywhere where they had lasers. Utterly disappointed. <laughs> Utterly disappointed. That should be their next step. Oh, but dolphins jump. Yeah, dolphins jump, so they can jump up and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> they just got mini guns strapped to the sides of them. Just... That they're, they're trained to be like addicted to hash or something, so they go to the coast. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. So I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you this one because I stumbled upon this one and I was debating on using it, but I'm gonna say the hell with it. You might find this one really funny. This one claims that Robert Kardashian and Ted Cruz are the same person. Keep going. This says, this conspiracy theory claims Robert Kardashian actually isn't dead, but rather he's just been tra uh, trapezing around is in guise of Ted Cruz in order to sever ties with the Kardashian clan and enter into a career of politics. Now, was that Kardashian the one in the OJ trial? I think so. Robert Kardashian? I want to say so. No, that's Maybe. the name you said, right? Yeah, Robert Kardashian. That's why I'm like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was OJ's attorney. Okay. Uh, but he doesn't... Oh, he kind of looks like Ted Cruz. Right, like I was going to try to show you a picture, but obviously that probably wouldn't work on here. You have the screen. Yeah. Um, he a little. Not really, though. I'm going to share this. There's a wrecking, freaking wrecking, system fracking. There we go. Yeah. So you see this? That. No. 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 He I mean, doesn't look like any of the Kardashians to me. Even if you like put a picture up next to him and Ted Cruz, that's the only way you can kind of like really compare it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what, what's going on with this one on the far right? 
<laughs> what, what, what's going on here? Why is that? No, 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 not that, that one, the one right next to it. Oh, this? <laughs> what? <laughs> How does this tie in with anything? He doesn't even look like OJ. That's not supposed to be OJ. Yeah, but that's what he's like, most like, what is this? Uh, that's something, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going down there. Not going that actually, I'm not going to touch that one. Uh. <laughs> like, it's just this the way he was like yeah like why like why was that just Ted Cruz there? gets put into a lot of shit though those things wasn't there another weird one about Ted Cruz there was something that was, that's really <laughs> there's another one uh, he's the Zodiac killer that's what it was. What? Yeah. There's another one I saw I wanted to throw by you, too. Well, because that was a meme for a while. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Maybe he is. Here, here's one that's odd. Michelle, Michelle Obama is a man, and he slash she murdered Joan Rivers. It was her doctor. Huh? It was her doctor, right? She went in for a Botox or something, or like a facelift, and they and she died. I don't know how you just die from that, but I remember when that happened. It was like right after she was on The Apprentice. Oh, here we go, here we go. This makes more sense. Why, <laughs> Why is the thing? Infowars, Alex Jones came up with this theory back in 2016 after Joan Rivers joked about that Michelle Obama was a transgender woman, and the Obamas had her assassinated. That's odd. Okay. It's very weird. I'm not understanding that one. Me neither. Hmm. I kind of like, mm, I don't like it. I think, did you see the one about uh, an elite uh, cohort of uh, reptiles rule the earth and Justin Bieber's among them? Yeah. That one. That one's just, what? Yeah. Or J.K. Rowling really doesn't exist. But hands down, the coolest one is the GPS sharks. I love that one. So, I wonder if anyways, can, so I, wonder if, I wonder if we can get a canvas made. Uh, um, somehow we put GPS on sharks. We put mini guns on dolphins, like we were talking about. I'd be like, that'd be a cool canvas. Be cool yeah, they'd be remote this. control mini guns, though. Well, yeah, they would have to be. I, I don't think the dolphins can man them. <laughs> they're not there yet but we'll get them there so welcome to the podcast number one um this is not the entire podcast jesse keeps freezing up this is not the entire thing uh this is now though now we're on track this is episode five so um the topic today that we have actually is what right. if And we have three what-if scenarios that we're going to go over that we just sort of handpicked. Um, it actually took sort of a while because the, the deal here was we didn't want to pick what-if scenarios that are like just like what if the Nazis won in World War II. That's not interesting. I mean, everybody talks about that. That's not anything. That's somebody, but what we wanted to do was sort of get subjects to where they affect the ones that everybody know, knows about. So, and these are actually three of them I actually think that uh, people wouldn't necessarily think about. Yeah, especially the first one, if you when we get into it. But yeah, the first one, I don't think a lot of people realize that she has a lot of magnitude in the modern world. Well, it really does. <laughs> so the first one that we have to go over, and then this is just obviously for reference for everybody, and we'll just start, is what if the Russian Revolution never happened and that doesn't sound like a lot at first but that is that was such an important event in the early 20, 20th century that if that didn't happen so many other things would not have been able to happen either so if we would just want to back up and i'll just do like a brief overview of what all that means if, if people aren't necessarily in that headspace right now so world war one happens and obviously everybody gets involved in that including russia and russia at the time yeah. had 
the largest military. So they had, it was something like 6 million active soldiers or something like that. Uh, and they also had the biggest death count because they were just, they were untrained. They were just, they were, they were poor soldiers going into a situation that they had no idea what they were doing. And that was the beginning of the, like, of advanced warfare. This was the first time machine guns were used. First time tanks were used. There are things in the air now in the forums of Zeppelins and stuff. And, and Russia was not prepared for it uh, because they were just so, so used to being the top guys because they're, they're just the biggest army wins and they had no apparently room to advance and they didn't think about that, which also gets into the whole idea of the revolution because they all knew that. And when millions of them are dying out on the front lines and you still have a czar back at home living in however many of the biggest palaces in the world with all this luxury and not paying attention to what's happening, not trying to fix it, not anything. So fast forward 1917, um, the Treaty of Brest-Litvosk happened. And that is where Russia actually formally exited the war. And that happened because there was a revolution at home. And the revolution at home was funded by the German military um, to Vladimir Lenin. Yeah. So they, in, in addition to funds and stuff like that, um, they also gave him millions of weapons. That And that was Germany's honestly last ditch effort to get out of it. So if Germany didn't do that, then the revolution might not have happened. And then the entire 20th century and up until now, would have gone completely different. So they needed them out of the war, and then there you go. So let's say that that never happened. If we want to start from that point, let's say that Germany never funded Lenin, never tried getting rid of Russia other than by fighting them. <clears throat> Russia still had a huge amount of troops, and let's just say they weren't going to give up and they were just going to keep going in. I'm talking White Army, which was their army at the time. That was before the Red Army took over, which was for the Soviet Union. Right. Cossacks, which are indigenous peoples to the Ukraine and stuff like that. Everything. Let's say they just kept hammering and going at them. And let's say that Germany lost in that way, not in the Treaty of Versailles like they did. So let's just say they got their balls beat in and there was no revolution in Russia. It just never happened. And then like, let's just say the Imperial Russia, as we knew it, kept going. So what would the what would the repercussions of that be? Me personally, I feel like that would be, <clears throat> I don't, because that means no Soviet Union. Right. Which cold, number one, the Cold War never happens. We probably don't get involved in Korea or Vietnam. But just like the um, technology stance, like this World War II, like that could have set it back. 10, 15 years, like all the technology we've figured out from World War One to World War Two, and I, that a chunk of that could have been slowed down. Well, especially in Europe, I don't know about here, but it would have definitely been slowed down. I mean, the entire reason that that tech, that second tech revolution happened, the difference between World War One and World War Two is as big a difference between the Civil War and World War One. Actually, it's oh, bigger. Yeah, it's, it's a, even bigger because that Germany's rebuilding of themselves was the catalyst for everything yeah. it's it's hey we got beaten down and we have all of this like and, and we're better than that and and that's when you have somebody like hitler come in that just knows how to get that done but that still could have happened though just because russia didn't have the revolution and they and they germany lost both ways yeah but what would that war have been like if the soviet union was not a thing so i mean it was already bad enough that russia was ill-equipped to go into world war one but they had a chance because they had so many people right and they probably if they kept going they probably would have won but also everybody else was fighting germany at the same time yeah. so that was helpful but i mean if it was hitler versus czar nicholas good luck yeah because in a lot of ways I mean, the Soviet Union is, was far more advanced. And that was their entire point was, you know, the workers' revolution and stuff like that. I mean, not only was it just like the communist ideals of, of sharing and, and, and all these economic reasons, but I mean, sure. it, was, it was also the thing that, you know, it, taking after the United States in a way. Right. When, right. when the United States was founded, Catherine the Great cited that as like a dangerous thing that could happen in Russia. Yeah. 
and that's the thing too. Like you think about it. Let's say the Soviet Union is not a thing. Some, like you said, Hitler could have still came to power, rebuilt Germany. So then you have that German war machine going against the Soviet Union. Yeah, they have numbers, but they're not as advanced as the Germans. That's why, other than England, the whole Western part of all of France just got their asses handed to them. Right. So then you're looking at the United States standpoint of this, and you're like, oh, well, they take Russia, and we have Japan on their side. we got to make a decision. we got to make something to make Europe turn into glass, or this thing's over. Right. Well, and then the other thing, too, is, I German. mean, Soviet, Soviet Russia had such hardcore manufacturing power. I mean, it was built on blue-collar labor, but had tremendous production power. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's like with us in World War II, we outproduced Germans. Right. Well, but they also were, were way above everybody else, too. It took everybody. Yeah. And then some to even outproduce them. I mean, so, it, it, and that just goes into the same respect of not having that, because yeah. Imperial Russia was not about to start doing that. They were yeah. completely, at least head leadership was totally complacent with where they were at, and they just wanted to ride the good times and exactly. not and not progress and not move forward. Even though he wanted to buy all of Germany's fancy cars and France's fancy cars, and he, I mean, that dude had like a full-on shop in his palace. The, that was cool than Jay Leno's garage. The the royal palace had like, I'm going to be saying this wrong, but I got this from. Um, a book that was written about him. It was like six to eight full-time staff to take care of his vehicles because they were screwing up all the time and everything. Obviously, he wanted them to work. It was a garage of like probably six long station wagon, old like 1910s vehicles and stuff. He even had one made for his son. Did you know that his son, the czar's son, had I can't remember what the condition was, but it was like a it was something that crippled him. Like he couldn't walk, he couldn't really use much like his limbs or anything. It wasn't Parkinson's, it wasn't might have been something like polio, but he had a car specially built for him that had pedals that came up to his hands. Oh, cool. oh. Yeah, like it, it was this own contraption thing because he wanted <laughs> I think Alexi was his name to be able to drive a car and taught him how to. He was he was little, he was like 14 or something, but still. Right. That's wild. Yeah. So <clears throat> all that doesn't happen. I mean, well, if all that continued to go on, um, then they would have been left to fight. You know, that would have been our one of our main allies to fight Germany, which would have failed horribly. Right. And without them, we probably wouldn't have won. No, because, I mean, we have, we have the Japanese in the Pacific. And but, I mean, if they took that whole thing, Russia's landmass is one-sixth the world landmass. Mm-hmm. And if they have control of all that, there's no beating. No, not at all. Which is why Russia in the first place is so hard to beat. Yeah, because have, have fun trying to fight those fuckers in Siberia. Right. Yeah, so, hard, hard pass. What? Hard pass. Super hard pass. <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. So then if that happens, yeah, we might not have the Cold War. But we're going to have Hitler around. And, and here's – because here's the thing. They wouldn't be able to come over here. But no. we would be in this forever stalemate, constantly under threat. No right. one would be giving up, but no one would be pursuing. Exactly. What? But kind of like the Cold War. Yeah. Which – all right, it's a different Cold War. Right. Except we're losing Britain for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dunkirk would end up being, you know, the miracle of Dunkirk? Yeah. That would end up being not leaving France to go to England. That would be leaving Great Britain to come to America. And we'd have to have this huge, whatever you would call it, this maritime convoy. There's a word for this. Yeah. Why am I blanking out on it? It's not that hard. I forget the name of it now. Anyways. All of our aircraft carriers and everything would be out there dedicated to making sure people got across the Atlantic safely, and that's all we would be doing. Right, because, yeah, fuck fighting that. Right. And you're definitely not landing just the U.S. and Canada. Not happening. No. After they've got everything. Unless they take the the people that live in Russia and make them go over the North Pole. (laughs) 
they would they would have to. There would be no other choice. Um, when when the czar was on the run, because they didn't just kill him in Saint Petersburg, right? He made it all the way to like the edge of Siberia. There's this mountain range called the Ural Mountains, and he was hiding out in Yekaterinburg with the Cossacks, the, the, that indigenous tribe that was there to really protect the czar. Um, yeah. And then obviously everybody turned on him when, they, when he got there, but he was trying to get refuge in England because like we were talking about before, the royal families are connected because yeah. I think King George was his cousin. I think so. Right. And what would it have been like if he had given him refuge there and somehow got him there? Yeah. Now there's a war between, not a, I mean, it could, I guess it could escalate into a war because Russia's going to want that dude back. Yeah. So before World War II even happens, Russia and Britain have this thing going on now. So Soviet Union and Britain have, a, they have an issue now. Yeah. But that would also be if, now we're extending it to where if, um, if the revolution did happen but wasn't, but didn't kill him. Right. Yeah, but, and that's the thing too, like you said, like the, the Cold War between us and the Soviets wouldn't happen. Then, so we don't go into Korea, don't get embarrassed in Vietnam. But we have all this other stuff. There, there is no Korea or Vietnam anymore. Japan yeah, has all like the, I'm saying like the scenario, let's say we say the hell with it. We can't win this going over there. Either we're turning Europe to glass or we got to do something drastic and we, and we somehow pull it off. Well, what kind of technological revolution is that going to force then? If we are this far away and we need to be able to fight each other. Germany already had V2s. And I think yeah. the range on those was like a thousand miles or something, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But now ICBMs are going to be, you know that those are going to go ballistic, if you pardon the pun, mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Germany would not have stopped with that. And they would have figured it out before we did. They were halfway there already. Yeah. And then they'd just be lobbying missiles. Right. Because that guy don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, obviously. Um, and we might not have ever developed the atom bomb. That's true. Because that situation wouldn't have happened. But, and that's the thing, though. Like, you think about it. Now that you mentioned that, now I got the, the gears rolling. So, Germany has all control of Russia. Like, what's, like is that the ultimate prize? Or do you try to get Asia? Well, he would split Asia with Japan. Right, but... Because they'd have no contender. Because China was not in any position to fight them. Oh, God, no. Well, and that's the thing, like... I'm just I'm just curious in my head, like, how far do you go? Like, where, like what do you give Japan? How do you divvy that up? But anyways, so then realistically, I mean, then you look, look at it, they already had Northern Africa already. It just was a matter of time before they got all the way down to the bottom. Well, right, but they had to deal with everything that was going up north, but that's not really a problem anymore is the point. Right. <laughs> so then that all you leave is the Americas. Exactly. Uh, and they're probably getting South America. Because we just don't have the ability to defend all of that. Right. So they could easily sail once they get down to um, to South Africa. They could just easily go over to the tail of South America. Well, no, they get like the, the a lot of uh, conspiracy theory. A lot of people talk about actually that the nazis had a secret base in antarctica so they would have just would have came up through antarctica <laughs> well but there would have been no reason at that point although i think that the base that they had in there and this is a this could also kind of as a conspiracy theory i think that the base that they had there was meant to use that doomsday device oh yeah that hitler supposedly had in case they lost the war to where he would have this thing drill down into the middle of the earth and explode to crack the earth in pieces, <laughs> which, I mean, obviously didn't have that. And yeah, if he did, was not successful, wasn't well, operational. That's what makes Godzilla and King Kong make more sense. How about the giant hole in, the, in Antarctica? Well, it wouldn't just be in it. <laughs> it would just continually drill down. Well, Alien and Predator are down there, so... Yeah. They could have stopped it. Yeah. 
But let's just even say, let's just leave World War II out of it. Let's say World War II doesn't happen. Let's say, because Hitler was a soldier in World War I, or something, he, he, he signed up. He signed up for the German army, but he's Austrian. But he was fighting for them. And there was yeah. that situation where that he had accounted for, where he was in the woods and like some sharpshooter had had him lined up and he's like, this guy could have taken me. Because he was in the woods, he like this this scrimmage was like ending, and they were either one of the last few people. And he said he stood there, and this guy had a gun aimed at him, and he was he was just a sitting duck, and he could have died. But and Hitler will tell you that God saved him and changed that dude's mind, and he walked away. But yeah. let's say that it was a Russian, it was a bunch of Russian soldiers, and obviously that didn't happen. Let's take that story as fact, say it was true, but changing around it's a ton of russians in world war one now that get rid of him right so russia takes that is russia going to be imperial about taking poland and germany and are we going to have that situation again where it's russia controlling all of eastern europe and then the allies the other part but it's earlier and it's not the soviet union yeah that that could be that that but the thing is, is that the, like, Imperial I mean, Russia was not like, like that thing. They weren't territorial anymore. Catherine the Great did all that for them. They had, I mean, I, I want to say they had through Ukraine. I'm going to have to check that. Yeah. I don't know exactly when they adopted those 22 countries as part of the Soviet Union. If when the Soviet Union came up, they then took those extra bits. Yeah. But I want to say that they had to Kaliningrad, which is why right now, like in the Baltics, they Russia cuts off, and then there's um, Latvia and Estonia and something else, and there, there's that gap. And then yeah. there's this little tiny bit on the coast that says Kaliningrad that's actually part of Russia, but it's this big, and it's surrounded by places that are not Russia. Huh. And I want to say that that's remnants of, obviously, the Soviet Union. But before that, it must have been part of um, traditional Russia. Hmm, interesting. Because they yeah, at least had through Ukraine up to Poland at, at, as part of the empire. Right. But no, yeah, like that kind of would make sense. Like, let's say, you know, Russia end of, ends Lithuania. up. That was what I was thinking of, sorry. Let's say Russia ends up defeating Germany in the First World War, and they just say, fuck it, let's take it, because we're already all, you know, we've gone through Poland. We They're already in Germany, so take it. Right. Take what you got. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing. Like, think about if that happened. Let's say the revolution happened after that, though, and they already owned all of this. Right. So you even if they did, let's say, like hypothetically, like the Cold War, they split Germany in, in half after World War II. Does Hitler come to power because Russia controls half of Germany? They, I mean, he could have tried, but um, he would also have to be allowed to do that because it's technically owned by by royalty at that point, and you right. can't just come up and just take it. Yeah, the royals own it, and then that's it. That I mean, if you try to. I guess you could be governor or whatever if they allowed that, but I don't think that they would, I don't think they would have operated it that way because we're also going to assume that they got up to Berlin. Right. Which, and then the, the left half, we would probably allow them to have obviously some sort of democracy. Yeah. That would be his best chance, but he's got to be on that side. That's also assuming they build the wall. Right. And we're also assuming he even survives. And if he's stuck on the other side and then he gets thrown in jail for doing his weird shit and the Russians got him, probably not coming out. Yeah, yeah, but he could have been, he could have been actually then what Lenin was. So instead of Lenin forcing the revolution, it could have been Hitler forcing the revolution. Maybe. Even though he's not Russian, but he also wasn't German. Makes the fellow wonders. Right. <laughs> so the second one that we have then, we'll just let that one marinate. Yeah. <laughs> so the second one that we have 
is what if 9-11 did not happen? And you can look at that from a lot of different lenses. So you can look at that number one. And then this is when you look online, a lot of what you're going to find is, well, like terrorism and stuff like that was building up to a point where something like this had to happen because Al-Qaeda wasn't going to stop until they did X. And this happened to be it. So if this didn't, something else would have came out of it. But and we can and we can talk about that all day long, too. Yeah. But um, one of the more interesting things that I want to bring up about that is what would happen to the people in the U.S. if that didn't happen? And I'm not going to say that we were split or anything beforehand, because when Clinton was president, it seemed like people were I mean, I wasn't alive for a lot of it. And I can't say that I lived through it, but right. seemed, they, they talk about it as eight years of peace and prosperity. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a great economy, but Bush had just taken had just taken office. Right. So he he's inheriting this great thing. And as long as he doesn't get a blowjob, he's he's gold. <laughs> but there is something to say about the way that 9-11 brought people together. It really did. Like and continues to do so. Yeah, because like I like I said, I when I was when I was a kid, that was the most I've ever seen American flags just everywhere. There, yeah, there is no uh, other country that would have reacted that way, besides mm-hmm. like maybe Britain or something, right? Um, and even well, still, they, they kind of did after you know the the London bombings. I mean, hell, Churchill was out there, right? Well, well, know, well right, but I mean that's also a war, right? But still, just simply like for that magnitude, like because London got fucked up, and for like the country to rally around that is you know then especially the war we we helped the allies and. Right. Everyone knows the rest, but that's where, like, the, like I said, that's a, a big time. I guess I totally so. That's like we were like Britain World War Two. Like we, the whole country just came together and united as one. And I never saw anything like that. No, I mean there really wasn't a time before that 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 happened either. Vietnam yeah. obviously did not go that way at all. Yeah, that still soured a lot of people's mouths. Right. I mean, everybody just basically forgets about it. Um, right. I mean, Desert Storm was a success, and that was something that we did on like offensively. So that wasn't an attack, really. Since I mean, I don't. I wonder what it was like after Pearl Harbor. Oh, but you had the media power of two thousand one, right? So let's let's take that and let's say okay, nine eleven doesn't happen. Some maybe something else happens, but maybe it hasn't happened yet. But let's say things went the same way, and we have this big split that we have in the country right now. Yeah, where we have the, just this big political divide and 9-11 didn't happen. Do you think, and I'm going to ask you this as a question, do you think that 9-11 helps keep the country together as we keep getting more divided? Ooh, that's a, that's a really good question. Because we have that reminder every year and as much as Republicans and Democrats hate each other and liberals don't, and I'm just going to say that, and I'm not saying every liberal, but most of the time, liberals don't look back on stuff like that and feel like this is this is a time for us to come together and 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 we have our differences, but let's remember this and let's just be united again. Liberals don't tend to do that, but Republicans absolutely do, and there are a shit ton of them. And right. I think more often than not, you will find conservatives giving passes to people on the other side of the aisle because they value unity over division more than liberals do to in a very broad sense and you can say oh well but they don't they absolutely don't say it nobody in washington that's a democrat is going to stand up there and say what i just said yeah and honestly a lot of republicans wouldn't either but a lot more conservatives that are voters would say that I don't see that happening from the so I think in a lot of ways, um, having having 9-11 as a reminder, as terrible as it was, there's obviously a silver lining to it that reminds us why we're all here together and stuff. As as many times as Texas says they want to friggin' secede. I understand you could be autonomous, but you're not. Yeah, I mean. So what do you think about that? 
Do you agree with it? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I know, like, we were the country was together. Like, that's the most I've seen the United ever. But the thing is, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't remember, like, I don't remember that much political divide like we have now. I mean, obviously. It's, well, it's uh, never happened. happened. It's just flat out never happened since the Revolutionary War or the Civil War. Yeah. Two times. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just chill out. <laughs> right. But do you think that that is something that holds everything together? I'm not saying it's the only thing, but I'm saying that it is a huge thing. And because it's so fresh, everybody I, you know, in Washington like is, lived through it. I feel like it is, but I think it's really more um, uh, more relevant in the generation before us that were like in high school, just not, you know, in college, like they were adults and like that was like one of the biggest magnitude things they ever had to witness. I'm going to tell I mean, you this. I'm old enough to remember it, but I don't. Right. Like, I remember, like, being in school and, like, um, I, what was it? I think we walked in the classroom and, like, the teachers were watching it on, on, you know, on the TV on the stand. And, yeah, like, that's all I remember. I never got picked up, really. It's a little salty about that. But anyways. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I know that I did. You son of a... But... No, like, see, that's the thing. I don't think, like, it's so fresh in our minds. Like, I still remember, you know, seeing all that happened. But I don't think that we remember all of it as much as, like, our parents do. Well, of course not. You know, like, I mean, also imagine having it. I mean, because what grade were you in when that happened? Second grade. So imagine having a your eldest son is in second grade. And planes are going down in fields and flying into buildings and the air is clear and shut down. Yeah. And no one knows what the hell is happening. Right. That stays with you. And yeah. one of the things that my dad likes to remind me of um, that he remembers from it is he said that it was either like the night it happened or a couple days after or whatever, there was something going on on the news where they were like tonight on the highway, like, Everybody, I, I was like, flash your lights and honk your horn, like for as like a symbol of unity and stuff like that. Like that was something that people were doing. And he says that he remembers being on the highway and all of like just and everybody doing that. So it's everybody showing their connection to each other and their support of each other. And that is yeah. that is something that like you just can't again again, like this that generation has to be gone before we forget that. And that is gonna be a long time. Right. And they are doing a good job of reminding us of that. Yeah. I mean, because there's plenty of people now. I mean, even we have friends with siblings that were not born when it happened. So that's the, we are we are in the first generation of people. They have no idea what 9-11 was. Well, and we went to school with somebody whose dad was in Shanksville. Right. For the like for the FBI. And it's just like, wow, that's like it's insane. Right. And a lot of people have stories like that. Maybe not even to that magnitude. I mean, and that's not even somebody that we necessarily know. We know him. We know of him. And that's right. Like I, but I, in, but in our small town, and there are tons of small towns where stuff like that happens. Oh yeah, it's it's insane. Right. So I absolutely think it plays a part. I mean, it, it does, but like at the same time, you're like you have to also think like, well, if the country was divided then. Like how, like, let's say that doesn't happen. What if the divide never gets to, a, to be as big as it is? Or, you know, does it, does, you know, does it take this long for it to be this divided? Or does it happen, like, overnight? Like, it, it's hard to tell. Like, that's a really tough one to tell. Right. I'm looking, I'm trying to look at it, like, what if it didn't happen, like, in the country wasn't, you know, as divided as it is now. Right. And I'm not saying that that was the reason for anything. Right. Other than it is a huge contributing factor. Right. So, yeah, like, that's 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 a tough call. Like, that's, oof. I mean, that and along with other stuff that we could look at, too. So there's this, um, this article that I found from New York. Is this New York Magazine? When did this come out? Well, this is 2006. Um. So this is pretty old, but 
a lot of things that happened politically would not have would not have been able to happen. Um, let me just read some of the things that are written on here. Right. So coming from this article, it's often said that 9-11 brought to a close the great boom that unfurled in the second half of the 90s. Our memories tell us that prior to that day, we lived, we lived in a kind of economic nirvana incited by the um, efflorescence of Silicon Valley and propelled by the soaring stock market. But in truth, the boom, or if you like the bubble, was already over by the time the planes hit the towers. The Dow peaked in January 2000, and the NASDAQ began its epic crash two months later. By summer 2001, unemployment was rising, and the overall economy had stalled. A recession was in the, was in the offing, 9-11 or no. So, I mean, I guess that's citing political reasons. Hmm. I mean, not political, economical reasons for it. Because, and what was, what was that thing that uh, Teddy Roosevelt said about short wars being profitable for countries that they're actually a good thing yeah then we got involved in this big long war that was just draining but there was a second sort of uproar in the economy after that i mean we had the dot-com bust yeah they happened before it how would the economy have been affected if 9-11 didn't happen then would that have been prolonged and would we not have had the boom where the subprime loan scandal happened with the housing market, and then we wouldn't have had to go through 2008. And if we didn't have to go through 2008, we wouldn't have learned from anything for the recession. Well, I guess we didn't have, we haven't had a recession like that since then the coronavirus started it. Right. But those are just things to think about too. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's, that's the other thing I was thinking about. It's like, what if 9-11, 9-11 doesn't happen the mouse, the housing market crash was going to happen. Is just when was it going to happen? Right. Like, was it going to happen sooner? Was it going to happen later? Like, that's. I mean, honestly, the way it sounds like, it probably would have happened a lot sooner. Probably like two, three years sooner. Yeah, that was that was a weird time to be alive too. Also, if that didn't happen, would would ISIS exist? This is true. So we have all these offshoots of of Al-Qaeda and stuff like that now. We wouldn't have had to deal with this situation in Afghanistan. But that doesn't mean that Afghanistan would have been a good place. I'm not saying that. No, God, no. But we wouldn't have been in that spot. But we did give so much to them. Yeah. Although ultimately didn't mean anything because they just didn't, didn't react to it enough. They didn't take it. They didn't mm-hmm. take it as something of their own and, and try to build on it. Yeah. We could, so it could have saved American lives, um, but at the same time, we would have been saving Afghanistan, Afghani lives. But now we're losing a bunch. Yeah. And the Taliban still would exist, but would have had control of it sooner. Mm-hmm. So, all these things to think about. Yeah. 9-11 is just such a tough one. It, it really is, because... And it's so fresh still. Right, like, we can, like, talk about, like I said, we, like, the one we just talked about, like, that took... That was, what, over 100 years ago? What? The uh, Russian Revolution. Yeah, it was, uh, well, 104. Yeah. The Soviet was, Union, I don't think, was founded until 1922, so there's, they were still a minute off. Wasn't right. officially declared. Right. So like saying the that, Red October was 1917. That was, you know, like I said, that was 104 years ago when the revolution happened. We have all that time in between to really like see how everything progressed. And we like, so oh, this couldn't have happened, this couldn't have happened, this might have happened. But with how 9-11 only being what, what is it now? 20 years? That's not a whole lot of time to really judge, like, the impact of it. Right. And, and, it's, yeah, and it's so hard old. to predict it because you can't – you just can't do that. Right. Like, that could be a – fast forward 30 years. Let, let it be 50 years. You have, now you have some time to, like, okay, this is how everything played out. After that, and this, you know, then you can really make a good ana- uh, assessment or analysis on it. Like, this couldn't have happened. This definitely would – you know, all the variables. and Right. 
I think that's why 9-11 is so tough. Right. And you can, and no one would ever say, I'm glad it happened. No. You have no idea. Something way, way, way worse absolutely could have came out of it. Instead of 3,000 people dying, we could have had 3 million for whatever reason of something. And, and we can't say what that was. And, and I'm not saying that, but you could think, you know, however way you want about it, if it's divine intervention, intervention or this or that, or if it's, if it's bad things happening for this reason because of that, and that might give some people some comfort. Right. Because there's, there's sort of just that higher power aspect behind it. Exactly. Speaking of, then, our last one is what if Jesus died before he was an adult? What if he was, what if he was murdered as a baby? What if Mary was and he was never born? Right. Life without Christianity is what we're looking at. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And that goes into so much. Right. Well, like, just to make the comment like I just made about the time periods, look at that. Like, look how long that is. Like, the entire world, the whole face, the whole person, everything of the world is different. Right. Like, how people are now is different, and it's... You kind of think about it, it's mind-blowing. It's really mind-blowing. So if we think about what religious values allowed nations to do as far as, like, their culture, and we could take Britain as, as an example of this, or, or in, in back in the day, England then. Yeah. So we're talking the biggest powerhouse on the planet mm -hmm. for the longest time does not have... Um, the cathedrals that they have. All the architecture doesn't exist. Royalty as it exists doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have a reason anymore because a lot of times they would be considered either obviously way back in the day, living gods. Royalty mm -hmm. is and, and you're exalting yourself at that point so you could still sort of get away with that but you don't have the same tropes behind it anymore. You don't have um, why am I blanking out on that where they bury all the kings and queens in England. Oh, um, Westminster Abbey. Yes. So that's where coronations happen traditionally. That's where weddings happen. That's where this, that's where that. And if you don't even have the idea of weddings anymore because you don't have the religion, mm -hmm. what sort of value system does that even put behind your leadership? Yeah. And then what does it put behind the people then? Is How anarchist is it? I mean, everybody's going to develop something. So mm -hmm. you can say that something else would have come out of it then. Um, I mean, when you look at Vikings or Mongols or something, I mean, they, did, they, did, they didn't grow up with those things, so they developed them themselves right. and well, into even, something else. Well, even the Romans before, you know, they essentially crucified Jesus. Just their God belief system. Yeah, they technically added them. No, they didn't have a democracy. That was Greece. Anyways, but no, like, they believed... In the, you know, the Roman gods and so like that like you have the thing is that still a thing well yeah. right so you have the idea of um polytheism still being mm -hmm. still being big and and I do want to back up for a second because when we say what if Jesus wasn't born or what if he died or whatever Catholicism existed before him right but at what degree does it continue Right, it's not. But it also matters if he was born first. So let's let's just take the idea of him being at, at the time, and I'm going to say that I'm skeptical of this. Then I'm skeptical of a lot of things, but let's just say that at the time it was it was believed by many people that this particular person being born was absolutely the son of God. Then that is totally different than uh, Mary being murdered beforehand and nobody knowing about it. So if no right. one knows about it, how much harm is that actually doing? It's not going to propel the religion like it did when he was alive. But now let's say 8-pound, 12-ounce baby Jesus is alive, and maybe it takes a year or something like that and somebody gets him. Yeah. 
how does that make that religion explode even harder than it did then? Because the crucifixion was bad enough. Right. But this is a, a child. And they tried to do this. There were people that tried to, according to the Bible, people yeah, that tried to go out after him. Mm-hmm. But um, you could say just the project, like the higher power that, that was or is making it so that didn't happen. Right. Or was he trusting in his followers to keep him safe and allowing Jesus to die? That's a good question. That's good. And wow. if he allowed it to happen, then in what way does the world live without God at this point if they allowed it? Right, right. And that's coming from a um, philosophical standpoint then. Like, so if, if you are somebody who follows this religion and believes in this, mm-hmm. How are you then punished for not protecting you? Yeah. Those people that did, is that, is that essentially then the rapture coming early? So anybody that did try and was going after them, they are saved and then the world plunders. I don't know the Bible well enough to say that there was even discussion about this potentially happening. I'd be really interested to talk to somebody about yeah. it on here, though, if they have any opinion on that. Wow, wow, that's real. That's really interesting. Wow, like, I'm just grabbing my head around. Like, man, that's so. Talking, if we could get a priest on here, and this is actually something that I that I think that we want to revisit. Oh, for at least sure. this particular "what if" for sure. Yeah, I'm. Oh man, that yeah, especially that question. That is who, right? Because I mean, like again, like you have to think about it if. Let's say Jesus is never born or he's killed as a child. And like you bring it back up to what you said, like this Christianity take off like it does. And I don't know if it really does. I feel like it takes off, but I don't think it's going to take off like the biggest right. religion well, in the world. Okay. Well, so, so obviously he was killed. He was like, what, 33 or something supposedly when he died. Yeah, um, and he right? was resurrected. So, but a, but a baby being resurrected, like, what does that look like? What does the resurrection look like? What does the Trinity look like for people that believe in the Trinity? Right. And then we could also get off this too then. So let's say, let's say one, Christianity explodes even harder. Mm-hmm. Let's say two, it dies off. So one, it explodes. Yeah. And I guess we're just getting an amped up version of what we got. Because it really did. Maybe crusades happen sooner. Maybe they don't even happen at all. Yeah. Um, let's say there isn't as big of a divide between Catholicism, Protestants. So there is no infighting with Scotland and England forever. Mm-hmm. So in essence, Great Britain is formed earlier, which gives them more power to be more imperialistic sooner. Because I don't think that they came together until late, early 1600s. It wasn't Great Britain until early 1600s, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. They definitely found the new world by that point. Yeah, 1600s. Well, no, I'm I'm thinking America, yeah, the new world, yeah, they already found that. Yeah, because Elizabeth I was the last queen of england that was only england um the first person then would have been would have been a king and he was queen mary of scotland's son yeah and i don't remember how exactly he united the two places but maybe that happened way sooner Maybe those alliances between Scotland and France never happened. The wars between France and England didn't either. Yeah. Because let's say there wouldn't, there wouldn't be a split between Catholicism, Christianity, Protestantism. Right. What, then you also think about it too. Does, does, England, does Britain come over sooner to the Americas or is it later? Right. And when they come over, are they allied with Spain? Right. But I don't think that, I mean, you can't just say that the world would be living in harmony because 
Jesus was killed sooner. Right. So that doesn't make and we're and I'm just sort of talking out loud here. Yeah, like well, make... Yeah, because you gotta Yeah, because then you have I- Ireland is probably still one country. <laughs> I mean technically is, mean... but you know what I mean. Right. Well it's technically not. Oh, that's true. But yeah, like it's not that Ireland's not split. And you just you so, we just go go on and on like through history, like then like they like you said, what if you know they unite earlier? Then like do they like you said that do they come to the Americas or they do they try what to if it? it makes them split? So now um because this is sort of like with, with Islam. So mm-hmm. Islam believes that Jesus was real. They just believe that he was a prophet, not the son of God. Um, would it create a completely different sect like Islam then if he was killed sooner? Because it would have been more of a belief that he really wasn't because why would he have died? Why would God have let him die if he was anything more than just another person? Right. So now do we have a harder split to where maybe Catholics are like traditional blah, 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 and then Christians are seen as something as adjacent as Islam? And does Islam itself turn into something different because of it? Well, then think about it too, like, um, why am I drawing a blank? Judaism, Jewish. Right. How 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 does that affect it? Because I think what is it? Of course, get this great thought, then part of it leaves me. I know isn't yeah Jesus is, Jesus is mentioned in Jewish religion, right? Oh, I mean they have to address it, right? I think so. They have to address his existence or non-existence. I can't tell you exactly what is believed in Judaism. I mean, they're only believing in the Old Testament, right? I think so. That's the difference? I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but I think so. This is why we need more people on. <laughs> this, is, this is why we're going to need to have... This is why we need people on here that are smarter than us, because... I mean, well, what I would like to do is I would like to get someone Jewish someone Christian and someone Muslim on to be able to talk about this subject. Yeah, because... And I'm going to try hard to make that happen. Uh, And then we can bring these things up to them. Because then there's the the other alternative to where, let's say, Christianity dies out for some reason. Mm -hmm. What if Christianity just stopped in, like, 180 or something yeah and what the world looks like then again without that religion i mean and religion in in the first point also is just a is just a standpoint for so many different moral types of codes so i mean every culture has their own way of doing things and their own morality and things like that and Christian Christianity is huge, right? Because it's billions on billions of people now that follow this thing, and that and it sets a precedent, especially for the. Don't know how to say this politically correct. Modern world, the modern countries, the developed countries, modern civilization is almost entirely Christian then at least on this hemisphere, yeah. depending on how you want to split the hemispheres. Because the only other ones you have are the Middle East, and honestly, it's a real small area, but it's a lot of people that follow it. But their native areas, that's mm-hmm. small. Um, and then whatever or, uh, the Oriental religions are. Right. I think what's the biggest one out there? Buddhism? Two big ones out there are Hinduism and Buddhism. Yeah. 
Yes, Asian religion. I didn't type it that way. <laughs> uh, Hinduism. Yeah, I know. I know it's a big one because India's got a lot of freaking people. Uh, in there are 1.2 billion followers of Hinduism in Asia. Yeah. Uh, but so technically, um, Islam was also Asian too. I mean, it's Middle East, but it's that's Asia. Yeah. And Far East would be China. Right. Where you're getting the Buddhism and all that. Right. So I don't know if we could find anybody like that that could come on either. That would be that would be really interesting. But these are the ones that we have right now. Um, that covered a lot of ground, and that was all over the place. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Whew. So we're definitely going to want to revisit. I mean, we're, we're, we'll do another what if again with different what if scenarios then. But this one I really wanted to do in kind of soon. Yeah. There is such a, there's such an opportunity with that question that we can. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like, that's, that's like the, um, the time traveling thing, uh, the butterfly effect. That one thing changes everything. Well, that's such a huge thing. All right, it's a huge but that's butterfly effect. effect if it was a dragon. Pretty much. Yeah. So Basically. So <laughs> we're going to be back next week with a new topic and a new uh, situation to talk about. Thank you, everybody, for joining. And I hope that this was, I mean, honestly, it was educational. And, it was. It was and not really Even though the last few questions, whew, man, those are, those are heavy, especially the right. Right. Anyways, we will be back next week. See you guys then. Yep, we'll see you guys.